a staple in KDLM programming for more than 40 years. It's Coffee with the Coaches with Charlie Newland. The tradition continues. It's Coffee with the Coaches with Charlie Newland, live from Burger King. And good morning, broadcasting live from Burger King here in Detroit Lakes. Side of Coffee with Coaches. Where we recap the week in high school sports, preview what's coming up in high school sports, talk to uh, area coaches as uh, we start things off this morning with head coach of the Laker football team, head coach Reed Hefta. Good morning, coach. Morning, Charlie. How's it going? Great, especially after a win last night. Uh, I bet you feel pretty well as well. Absolutely, it's uh, <laughs> it's good to you know feel that everything's kind of going in a good direction. You know, you obviously you have a few miscues still. We get some. Some penalties, you get some, uh, you know, ball carrying issues, but you know, for the most part, it's been really good to see these kids, you know, really understand the schemes and really take good steps forward. Yeah, that's what we were talking about in the pregame. It's it's nice that you know, when you start the season off, you're playing a little bit of checkers. Now you move to this point of the season, you're starting to play chess, meaning that, you know, you you're asking more. Descriptive. You're, you're asking better questions, right? right? As a player, you, you're understanding the concepts, mm-hmm. and now it's like adding on to it. It's almost like math, right? You're yeah. adding on to your skills, and and that's what you've been seeing, right? Oh, uh, absolutely. And that's it's kind of like you know approach as a teacher. When you look at it, we want to get our basic you know, schemes and you know fits and techniques installed, and then as you do that, you want to challenge your players to learn more and you know to ask more. And it's cool to be able to have seniors, juniors, sophomores out there, and you ask them. All right, this is the formation we got to be in for offense, or we need to get this look on defense, or we can start to move and disguise our looks here a little bit. Which is, it's fun. We're not always great at it at the start, but it's definitely fun to you know, kind of the, the mantra is train ugly. You know, it's not always going to be pretty, but that's how you get to that successful football is you know just through trial and error and learning how we do things. So, last night we took on Thief River Falls, a team that uh, you know we've had some great success with over the last few years. You know. Um, and last night, a Thief River Falls team that impressed me. I, I, I hadn't seen that kind of skill from the Prowlers since I've started right. here. You know, for five years, I haven't seen that kind of skill. And, you know, they lost, but they still looked pretty good. Yeah, they night. had some really physical kids. They had some good defensive linemen, and, you know, they got after us. And honestly, it was, it was a battle up front. Um, my first year here at Detroit Lakes was 2013, and uh, that was the last year we had won a section championship, and we actually played a Thief River Falls team that year uh, in the section championship game, and they were very reminiscent of that. You know, physical, got after you, played defense really well, you know, kind of that tenacious defense, and it was good to see that they're on the mend of uh, building that program back up because it's always great to have good competition. Yeah, and they played with a little attitude, right? Sometimes crossing the line uh, we saw unsportsmanlike penalty but you know you got to have a little bit of that dog mentality when you're out there absolutely when you're yep. down big you don't want to be just oh we're down big right. you want to see a little pushback absolutely you know it's always good to have a little bit of moxie when you're playing and we try to have that with our guys too you know and it's something that i've you know stolen and i've heard people say before too it's you know it's good to play with emotion but not to be emotional and one of the things that i was so proud of you know when when there's a you know 50 50 moment on the field where kids are you know getting emotional uh, our senior leaders were on the sidelines and, and, you know, Bradley Spears was a kid who, you know, stepped up and just said, we don't do that here guys. And got all of our guys kind of whipped into shape there on the sidelines. And I was, uh, I personally, that was like a, 
a great moment. I'm sure for the refs too, when they see you know mm-hmm. the other team say, "Hey, let's let's right. not get into that." I'm sure the refs see that and they're like, "Oh, and more respect for a program too." You know? Oh, absolutely. I'm sure it plays into some of the calls, right? I mean, if if they see that. Mm-hmm. They know that, oh, that team's not dirty. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, and that's we always try to push character. And, you know, I, I was joking with our, our boys after the game. I was like, you know, my mom and dad are watching, so we want to make sure we're behaving. And <laughs> right. I know they're listening right now, too. So, hey, mom, hey, dad, if you can hear me. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. Uh, so, last night, uh, you know, I, overall, what a great game. Uh, offensively moving the football. Yep. Um, and our blocking was great. Giving time for for Bradley in, yep. in the back. And, and uh, you know, Bradley Spears, what, 13 of 14, 171 yards, two touchdowns last night. Uh, Talk about his performance, because I thought offensively, I thought he was the MVP last night. Absolutely, and he's just a guy where, you know, you want to just put all the praises you can on him because he's just a character guy, and then all of a sudden, you know, he's also just performing on the field. These last two games, he's just been electric out there, and he's a kid that kids see and they follow him. You know, that's just, regardless of, you know uh, his completion percentage and throwing touchdowns and all that the character speaks true regardless and that's something where you talk about lifelong you know success and that's a kid who is going to be so successful in life you know just because of how hard he works how you know how much he holds his teammates accountable it's just really a, a cool thing and that's you know if i were to describe a leader that's our guy really building that connection with ty jones mm. again connecting that first touchdown of the game yep. 13 yard throwing pass i mean it was just a dropping the ball in a yep. bucket basically just over the top of the defender right into the hands of ty jones do yep. they work after practice are they friends off the field as well is that how they have that connection or where does that come from yeah absolutely and you know that's one of the things where you just try to work on the bonding of your team and you know just doing those little things you know earlier in the year when we had uh, aaron snaps you know guys you know, we have this month, you know, we have set time for practice. If we have to stay after to get better at those little things, we got to do that. And it was fun to see a lot of our guys, you know, kind of own that. And it's fun, you know, where you get a little bit of, you know, working on slants, working on fades, because that's all timing, you know, and that's how we go from being, you know, good to great to, you know, dominant. And that's just one of those things where they take those little things in stride and they, you know, they have a lot of pride in how they do those things. So it's fun. Chuck Kalina as well, uh, getting a touchdown in the end zone, kind of reaching over the defender who did not turn his back to the ball and probably could have been called interference, but he still made the catch, got the touchdown, didn't matter anyways. Absolutely, and that was a fun little play for Chuck too because the play before he had gotten a uh, a, a legal shift or it was in a procedure penalty, and so to move us back and then all of a sudden he still is able to redeem himself not to shut down goes out there and makes a heck of a catch. You know, that was just fun anyways. And then uh, he goes out there and battles out, and he's just on the sidelines, just still his regular, just happy-go-lucky leader on the sidelines. So it was fun. Moving away from the swinging gate uh, there on point-after attempts or just going out there and uh, still just taking your looks? Um, You know, we still want to have that be a look we have, and it was just one of those things where when you work depth, um, you know, Kane Yelanimi got a little dinged up here on his hip and we want to make sure that he's healthy and that's someone where he's a dangerous athlete out there he can do a lot of stuff and if you miss one of those guys it's kind of hard you have to practice the dynamic with that a little bit and we'd want to make sure we practice those things but when one of those key guys goes down it kind of can throw a you know a wrench into everything so sure we'll talk about uh, evan thomas with uh, justin legleitner here in a moment too but he's also on the football team absolutely and man he crushed he's just kicking like great extra points like there's no doubt about it it's not like it's a 
barely making mm-hmm. it over the crossbar or you know he's like dead center absolutely and that's that's a that's a fun thing and we're grateful to have him obviously and it's uh it's it's very fun to be able to have him be out there and to give that look because you know being able to lock in with one point definitely makes things very very uh less stressful as a as a coach you know when you have to go for two or you have those other things like that it's just nice to have a dependable kicker too Went to the half, leading 14 to nothing. You know, there were some fumbles in, in yep. the game, and it was something that we, we were talking about off-air. You know, yep. it's not because of anything that we're doing carelessly. It's more trying to fight for that extra yep. yardage. How do you tell your kids, like, sometimes take what's given to you and not try to force the play? Right, absolutely. And there's that's the, kind of the risk-reward piece where you talk about that. And, you know, obviously we got to lock up the ball, and we got to have those little things because, you know, it's it's going to be a point where as we keep playing, you leave points off the board, and that's going to you know put us in a disadvantage. And you know we saw that with Fergus Falls two weeks ago, but that's one of those things where you want to make sure that you know we keep playing with that tenacity. But then if we're going, we got to lock up the ball with two hands, and you got to go down, or we got to get out of bounds, or you know just that risk reward factor there. Second half, uh, able to get on the board in the third quarter, big pass play, Christian Solberg. 33 yards mm-hmm. and then was able to punch it in from one year, yeah. yard out. He's a good pass uh, catcher as well. Uh, yeah. He can do it all. He caught that ball in stride and mm-hmm. just kept on he's moving. A, he's a jack of all trades. You know, he's a kid who can go out there. He's a phenomenal defensive player. He can play wide out. He can play fullback. He can play tailback. He can snap. You know, it's one of those things. It's always a, there's an old Will Ferrell joke. You know, he'll drive the bus. He'll serve popcorn <laughs> at halftime. He's, he'll do anything. So it's always fun. So twenty-one nothing, and then uh, able to get a touchdown. Uh, Evan or Ethan uh, Carrier, Carrier, uh, yep. getting a thirty-four yard score, and he's mm-hmm. another one of those guys. Man, he just electric, and he he has the confidence, right? Yep. I mean, to fumble the ball on the first drive when yep. we're threatening inside the ten, and then you guys having the confidence in him as well Absolutely. to give them the ball back, and then you know, score from 34 yards. Yeah, and that was it was funny talking to him after the game. I was like, hey, that was a heck of a run, run, buddy. And, you know, he's a kid. He'll spin, he'll shift, he'll move, he'll cut. You know, and it's it's fun to see him move and carry the ball. And he's like, yeah, it was a good run. Um, I should have had two, though. <laughs> and he's just like, you can tell, he's just right. a gritty, hungry kid there. So that's fun. And how old is he? I mean, he's, he's a junior. He's a junior. Younger okay. brother is a sophomore. And it's fun to have just all those different varieties of backs that we can move and, you know, use there, too. So that's, it's fun. Yeah, we were talking about Mason, too, off-air, about Mm -hmm. how he's Mason Carrier. He's almost like a Swiss Army knife. You can put him wherever you want him, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, he can be a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, wherever you need him. Played fullback. He was blocking. He was throwing a ball. It's it's fun to be able to have, like you said, those Swiss Army knife kids where you can really highlight their skills. And, you know, at the end of the day, you can highlight other people, too, with effort through blocking. And, you know, he's a heck of a middle linebacker, too. So, fun. Defensively, uh, really just dominant. I mean, there was just not much for mm-hmm. Thief River Falls in the game last night. And one of the guys I was impressed with last night, Charlie Zock, mm-hmm. you know, putting pressure on the quarterback on a number of plays and just clogging up the middle of the field. Yeah, absolutely. Night. And that's he's doing a really good job of, you know, he's a sophomore. He kind of moved into a spot where we've had some guys, you know, get dinged up and have rotations or, you know, uh, Brock Okuson's a junior who plays linebacker for us, but he's had to switch in, uh, from fullback to guard. And, you know, so that kind of makes everybody the rotational piece there. So it's it's fun to have a young guy who can step in and learn some of those key things. And, you know, he's a physical kid. You know, he's one of the strongest kids we have on our team. And it's just fun to see him learn and apply those new skills and then obviously just be a, a force out there on the field. Yeah, Gavin Smith having a great night last mm-hmm. night too, blocking a punt. And, and we didn't see the big plays, you know, mm-hmm. like we've seen with, 
with Fergus yep. Falls and East Grand Forks where there was a big pass play. I think their longest pass was like 18 yards. Yep. Uh, it was just a big tight end going up and making a catch. Yep. On, I think Tyson Elliott or Bradley Swears, one of the two. Yeah, and it was uh, as Ty Jones. He was right there. Oh, okay. And he, I mean, he was in position. It's just one of those things where he was a big player, and you know, you box him out, you make a play. You know, and that's always tough. But uh, that was the thing. You know, we've talked about those fifty-fifty plays, and you know, now let's make it not a fifty-fifty. Let's make it one hundred percent ours. And you know, they got one on us. But I mean, Breck Winter was out there, made a play. You know, Bradley Swears, and we had Christian Solberg out there defending balls. And that's something that you know, Mike Labine, our secondary coach, has really taken on, taken in stride as that challenge. And it's been fun to see us go out there and you know, hawk at the ball. So it was fun. Twenty-eight uh, nothing win uh, for the Lakers, and now moving to two and one, and now our attention turns to. To the Perm Yellow Jackets next Absolutely. week, right? Absolutely, battle for the paddle, and that's always one of the you know one of my favorite games. You know, being around here now for about ten years, and you know it's just a great rivalry. And we're down at Perm, and it's always wild there. It's a it's a great environment, and it's always fun to see our kids kind of pick up on that because you know all week. I mean, these kids grow up with each other. They know each other. They play hockey together. You know, it's one of those things where there's a lot of competition there, and uh, it's fun to see our kids kind of go out and show out. And it's one of those ones where we want to make sure that we are you know, kind of locked in with that. Because Perm sometimes will bring some trick plays to yep. the table, right? Absolutely. Are we expecting that to you know, absolutely. the same? I haven't seen too much of their film. I, they played uh, Thief River Falls last week, so we have saw a little bit on both sides, and I've uh, you know, we've been breaking down film. I haven't watched their latest film yet. They played DGF last week and had a or this last Friday and had a tougher game, but you know they have athletes and they always do a great job of getting it into their hands. And the biggest thing is, like, yes, it's a big game, it's a rivalry game, but we also have to approach it with something where we, you know play with emotion, but not get emotional. So, talking with head coach Reed Heft of the Laker football team. Uh, so Perm next week, it's a six o'clock start time, a little bit of a different uh, yep. start time. Yeah, um, I'm sure that doesn't affect us too much i'm sure we don't really care about uh, start no. times or anything like that no not too much they, uh, have, they have their hall of fame i think okay. that that night so i think they just kind of shifted around their schedule a little bit and it'll be nice to have a you know a good little day game going as we get closer to playoffs too battling some injuries marcus lyman was out of the lineup yep. last night any other concerning injuries caden illinimi battling some sort of injury yeah, as well. yeah you know, there's some hip pointers some you know hip flexors kind of that area too we had another uh, one of our sophomore really standout special teams guy Anthony Redding, he's uh, he's been nursing a little hamstring injury too, and it's just one of those things where, you know, we have kids and they're chomping at the bit to get back in, but it's one of those things where we got to make sure we're trusting our medical professionals and you know making sure that we're taking care of ourselves because one game isn't worth a career, it isn't worth three weeks or you know a season. So, focusing on Perm, I know that's mm-hmm. going to be the answer here, but do you take a look at what's happening in the section as as well yep. as we get? You know, near the halfway point of the season here, are you keeping an eye on things that are happening within our section as well? Absolutely. We always, you know, Friday night, It's we'll, once we get back in, coaches will always sit there as the boys go and have dinner with their team, and we'll just talk about scores. You know, Ricori played Apollo and won by two, you know, 22-20. Um, you know, Becker's just a buzzsaw right now. They're just a tough, perennial, good team. Um, and then, uh, you know, you look and you see other ones and, you know, Little Falls is in our section and they've, they've always been tough as well. So it'll be fun to see how things kind of shake out. And, you know, obviously you want to make sure we put ourselves in the best possible spot, but yeah, it's always fun to see how those go. All right, coach. Well, go get them next week. Go get the paddle uh, from Perham and uh, looking forward to it. Right on. Thanks, Charlie. All right. Head coach Reed Hefta of the Laker football team joining us here on coffee with the coaches. We'll take a break. We'll be back with more right after this here on KDLM. Some people have a hard time with decisions when it comes to remodeling or building in general. 
At Lumbro's Building Solutions, we like to walk you through those steps. Whether you're talking siding, doors, decks, windows, additions, or even a brand new build. See, we know there are a lot of choices when it comes to building and remodeling. Hi, Zach here at Lumbro's Building Solutions in Detroit Lakes. We are locally owned with personalized service, and our team is here to help make these decisions easier and your project fun. Find us at lumbros.com and follow us on Facebook. Action Fabricating and Minnesota Metalworks in Detroit Lakes hopes all the players, coaches, and fans have a great game. From sheet metal fabrication, machining services, laser cutting, forming, welding, and more. Let Action Fabricating help solve your business needs. Give them a call at 847-4034. That's 847-4034. Good luck in today's game from Action Fabricating and Minnesota Metalworks in Detroit Lakes. There are a lot of great jobs out there and a lot of great companies, maybe even the one you work for now. But not every job can give you what you need. Maybe you prefer consistent daytime hours. We can give you that. Maybe you'd prefer a smaller environment where your voice can be heard and your opinion matters. We do that as well. If a change might be what you're looking for, come see me at D&D Appliance. We're looking for a couple fantastic people to work in sales and in installation. We offer a competitive full-time benefits package and we can accommodate part-time as well. Ask for Chris at 1050 Highway 59 South, Detroit Lakes. Most people don't think much about turning on a light switch or where that power comes from. But the folks at Detroit Lakes Public Utilities sure do. Every single day, even during these uncertain times. Reliability and dependability is very important as we remain committed to our customers. Not only do you rely on us when your doors are open, you also rely on us when your doors are closed. When that nasty storm comes through, our local crews work 24-7. From that morning cup of coffee to your child's nightlight, we power your whole day. Reliability. That's one value of public power and Detroit Lakes Public Utilities. Hey, Lakers fans, do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? As Ameriprise Advisors, we can create a personalized, goal-based plan to help you prepare for whatever life brings so you can feel more confident about your financial future. Call me, Kelsey Vardy, financial advisor at Carrier & Vardy, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, or private wealth advisor Matt Carrier at 218-847-2676. Offices located at 1135 Washington Avenue, Suite 103, Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. All right, welcome back. Coffee with the Coaches continues. We're live from Burger King here in Detroit Lakes. Charlie Newland along with uh, boys soccer coach Justin Wegleitner. Good morning, Coach. Good morning, Charlie. Well, uh, week in the books, and uh, you guys had some tough competition this week. Bemidji uh, was your first game on Tuesday, and then yeah. East Grand Forks on Thursday. Let's go back to Bemidji, man. They're just a, they're just a good team. What makes them so good? So just the program that, they, that they've built over there? Yeah, I mean... It kind of goes in cycles a little bit, too. And I think we're starting to catch back up to them. I mean, the, the points, the score didn't show that on Tuesday. Um, but from what we've seen in the past, I, I feel their team was down a little bit, but we didn't play as well as, as we could have either. You know, they've um, they had guys like Silas and the Hess boys, and, um, you know, they've had some great players over the past years. I've taken them to the state finals and uh, made a couple consecutive state appearances and uh you know i don't think they're up to that level that they've been in the past um but we came into the game um pretty focused um on stepping up and you know bringing the pressure and we i felt we did that in the first half you know keeping it only to two and you know one of the goals you know was a tough night too because we had evan thomas out um you know our appeal to get evan's red card reduced to a yellow did not come through in time Mm. 
And uh, so we did they acknowledge it though afterwards? Did they say that it was unsubstantiated, or did um, they not give you anything? We have not heard, okay. you know, a good comment. They did, you know, take it and they're kind of, you know, uh, updating the referees to make sure they know of those rule changes uh, because I felt that was a pretty clear rule change that that's a yellow card, not a red. You know, it's spelled out in the first sentence of the of the slide that we sent in. Um, but when it's up to interpretation of the referee. Um, you know, interpretation of the play of the action, you know, and how what he puts in his reports and what his comments are, you know, you know, it's just uh, it's just tough the way that things go down. But that's, you know, kind of a judgment call, right. as they say. And without, uh, you know, high quality, high definition replay footage to be able to, to show what happens, you know, it's it's kind of just you know hearsay evidence. So it's a little bit tougher. But you know, Luther Van Offlin did a great job Tuesday night stepping in. You know, he got dirty. You know, he uh, he was focusing on, you know, keeping the team in the game and, um, you know, trying to get through it. And, you know, Bemidji put a lot of pressure on him. You know, they took quite a few shots, and uh, he was getting pushed around in the net a little bit, so the guys didn't really like, you know, the defenders didn't really like that too much because there were several times where, you know, Luther was being pushed when he's, you know, trying to recover the ball. Um, so it was Bemidji brought some physical play into the defensive end, and that uh, that played against us, but... Holding them to two in the first half, we felt like we were in the game. Um, but in the second, we came out after halftime, made some small adjustments because we felt like we weren't that far off. And that uh, they scored that third goal, and for some reason we we hung our heads. You know, the, the winds kind of came out of our sails a bit, and the Lakers kind of slowed down. And when you do that against teams like Bemidji, um, you know, it's going to be nothing but trouble. You've got you've to keep up the full pressure, the full speed, the entire match. You know, if you let down, they score. You know, and they scored a few of them in a row then, and that, that kind of kept us out. Um, so the second half woes was, you know, something that we needed to fight through, and that's kind of what we focused on Wednesday in practice was we had a bit of a mental practice. You know, I think out of our two hours, we had about 75%, you know, talking about mental issues and, what we can do on the team and what we can do pre-game, what we can do in-game, you know, things like that to make sure we're all focusing on, you know, being positive and fighting through ad- adversity and, and being there for, for your teammates throughout the match and uh, not hanging our heads. Yeah. You know, somebody scores, get the ball out of your neck because it's not supposed to be there and bring it to the half line and let's start again because it's, it's our turn to score. What were the final? You, you said that Bemidji put some pressure on Luther what were the final shots in, in the game? Did they get pepper them pretty good, or was the shots? I, you know, don't have my book on me, but I think we are right around 23 that we okay. had given up. So he up. saw a lot of action. So he did. And he hasn't had a lot of varsity goalkeeping time, right? I no. Mean, yeah. No, but he plays in the summer. Okay. Um, you know, in the summer league, he plays a little more goalie. And, uh, you know, so he, he has, you know, some in net. You know, he's has experience over the years, so, you know, Luther's not uh, he's not a rookie per se. Um, so he's, you know, and he's he's a player we've looked at, you know, to move up into goal, you know, throughout the years. And, you know, a lot of potential there. You know, his big brother Ethan was a force in that, you know, he was he was huge. You know, he was like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, and wingspan. That was just gigantic. He could cover so much space. And uh, if it wasn't for a few injuries, I think, you know, Ethan had the potential to be all, you know, all state, you know, and um, Luther's got that same, you know, 
veracity in that, you know, he wants to get in there and battle, and he's not scared of, you know, being physical, mm-hmm. you know, so that's that's a good potential. Um, just some small differences between him and Evan is Evan's a little stronger with his with his mitts. He can catch a little more solid. Um, you know, he's, when he's making a diving save, you know, he's he can bring that ball in. Luther has uh, the technique of more diving and punching away. Um, so it's just some small things there that, that are differences between the two, but both solid players. You talked about focusing on the mental aspect on Wednesday's practice. Well, that definitely paid off Thursday because we had East Grand Forks. And, you know, I look at East Grand Forks and, and Detroit Lakes and boys and girls soccer, it's about as equal of programs, right, as, yeah. as you can get. Yeah. Very, very much similar, you mm-hmm. know, skill-wise, overall ability another tight game we were able to come out on top on thursday we were through through a little bit of luck and you know and it was you know the score shows it's really tight took us to overtime you know i give it up to east grand you know they they really pushed us but uh we had had a few errors in the game that kind of cost us the match and uh some with a few minor adjustments i think it could have been a a four nothing game for the lakers um the first goal that they got um it was you know, crossed in, and Evan took it basically straight to the to the gut, to the midsection, and it fell out of his hands. That, that never happens with Evan. Yeah. You, you put a ball that's an easy catch, you know, right to his chest, ab area. I mean, he, he's pulling that ball and insecuring it. You know, he hasn't dropped a ball like that all year. And uh, fluke things happen, and he drops that ball. Rebound happened, a few uh, pinball things in the penalty area, and it goes into the net. And uh, so that gets, you know, them in a tie game, you know, scenario with us now because Sean St. Clair had already poked one in earlier. and So now it's 1-1. And East Grand is excited. They feel like they're in the match. Um, you know, I feel like we we were controlling a lot more of the possession, a lot more of the passing plays. So the Lakers look good. You know, we were making some adjustments of going from our home grass field, which is thick and plush right now, to going on to turf again. Um, so we're making that adjustment of, you know, quicker balls, how we're adjusting on to, you know, forward plays into the offensive end to make sure that we're not putting too much speed on it. And a few of those have kind of ran away on us, you know, when we're trying to get Sean and open open space and things like that. But, uh, you know, we made those adjustments, um, you know, and we talked about it at halftime too of what can we do to, you know, keep East Grand down. Um, and we gave up a light goal. <laughs> you know, it was, a, it was a good, it was a crossing shot. Evan dived. Um, to his left, and the ball just kind of squeaked under his chest a little bit. Um, again, you know, Evan shook up a little bit, and it's just like just some of those things. It just doesn't happen to him. So I think it just wasn't Evan's night, um, which most nights and most games this year have, have been Evan on par, right. you know, or better. So he's it was just a fluke night that they got a couple goals like that and that Evan usually locks up solid. Right. Um, was there some rust maybe from missing Tuesday's game or something like that? And that, that's what I was kind of hoping. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, the next, you know, we got our next match is uh, today. And uh, it's going to be against tough one against Apollo. But uh, Evan looked good, you know, throughout the week, you know. And I think maybe he just had a little bit of jitters of getting back in there. And, you know, the way it was kind of bouncing, it kind of seemed like in pregame too that a few of his, you know, warm-up shots just weren't uh, quite there when he was getting low. But, uh, um you know, I I think he'll he'll dial it back in and be there for us again. You know, as we continue to focus. But you know, overall throughout the match, he made many other great saves. 
Um, you know, there was a, a few of them I saw. April Thomas had reposted one onto the onto Facebook, and it was a scramble in front of the net, and Evan had knocked the ball out a couple times, and the defense knocked it out a couple times, and it was just a mad fury. So, you know, there were several other key points in the game that Evan kept us alive. So, you know, we can't blame two little bouncing shots, you know, that goes the wrong way on, you know, them being up by a goal because the Lakers focused on it. But the next thing that I liked was because of our mental practice on Wednesday, Lane Yelanimi um, on that second goal grabbed that ball and we, we sprinted to the half line and we put the ball down. And we were waiting for Green to get back to their side so we could take the kickoff. And we took the kick right away. And we started putting it back into their end. So that's that's what we focused on. That's what we got to see is you can't hang your heads after a point. You know, it's only one. Yeah. You know, you can get back in the game very quickly, and that's what you got to do. There's key moments in the game, you know, is the start of a half, the end of a half, and after every score. You know, you, you see so many teams, you know, and we've been victims of that as well where a point happens and then you get scored on again. Mm-hmm. You know, so instead of sending your find yourself, you know, down by one or tied, now the other team has got a two-point lead or have taken the lead. And we can't let those momentum swings happen and kind of keep us down. So, Bounce back and were able to force overtime then, right? We were. Um, one of the other exciting things that day is <coughs> throughout this week, and the tough part about facing Bemidji is I think we could have had a much better game against Bemidji and East Grand if we would have been at full strength. We still have Noah Meyer out with a concussion. He's so key to our midfield. Um, we've got Bryce. Scotland, he's out with a broken foot. Hunter Zempel. Um, he's out with Mono. So two guys that are key to our attack haven't been up there to sh- support Sean St. Clair. So we've moved Jerdy into the mix, and Ethan Jerdy's been doing a great job up there. But he's such a key part of our midfield, too, in the early part of the season. He was just running all over the place. So we have to move people around and make things happen. Um, we were missing Cole Durrani, um, you know, because he had other, you know, obligations. He made a state select hockey team, which is a huge honor for him. You know, puts him at top 90 in the state is what I've heard from other hockey, you know, supporters. So, I mean, that's, that's huge kudos to Cole on that. But uh, that takes a key person out of our defense. Um, so, you know, we're finding ourselves five, six guys short on the bench. And, you know, I'm mixing the lineup, moving people around, and then I've got two or three guys sitting next to me. And I was like, so now what do we do to make adjustments? <laughs> You're out of options. So what we did is we pulled up some JV guys. We pulled up Zeke Blow. We pulled up Mikhail Ramsey. Um, Kyler Muff came up, Mason Frank, um, Connor Jensen. Um, pulled up a handful of those guys. And uh, Hunter Hansen, who's a varsity bench guy, um, gets himself in a match. And we find ourselves down 2-1. And Hunter played extensive minutes that night against East Graham. But all of a sudden, he's come running down the sideline of the field, finds himself open, looks for a nice uh, you know, split play, kind of a crossing pass into the penalty area and finds Zeke Blow. JV step up for the day, and Zeke uh, tallies his first varsity goal in his first, I don't know, 10 minutes of varsity action in his career. So that was very exciting for for Zeke and for the team Um, because then we're pumped. We got the momentum. We score that goal, I believe, with about five, six minutes left in the match. Um, You know, Joel and I were pretty upset on the sideline going, if we have to go all the way back home with a 2-1 to loss to East Grand Forks, but this game should have been in our hands. We're going to be pretty upset. So we're glad the Lakers kind of fought through and got back in it. Um, young guys stepped up, Mikhail Ramsey, and played huge. Um, it was great to see his potential out there against, you know, an opposing varsity squad. Um, 
you know, and to see what he could do out there too. And, and that was, we just saw a lot of great play. Kyler Muff had some huge defensive plays and some great passes upfield. So those guys uh, kind of shook out their nerves and played big for us when we needed them. And, you know, they each got a few minutes in the match, and but we needed to shake things up, and they brought a lot of energy. So it was awesome. That is phenomenal. To have a JV player, two JV players step up like that and to score, you know, that goal in such a big moment like that that's yeah. that's phenomenal it's big hopefully they enjoyed it and smiling all the way home <laughs> and then we find ourselves in overtime you know we couldn't get one in that next five minutes but uh you know we kept the pressure up and with that we had the momentum we had the excitement and the emotion going into um the overtime period and uh we scored a goal i believe it was just two or three minutes into the first um session of overtime and um avery young found himself in the top of the penalty area a few movements around um, they moved across to the top and Avery turned took a nice uh, left footed shot um, took a nice little bounce um, keeper couldn't adjust and went to the right corner of the net it was a beautiful play and um, nice passing and movement from the Lakers and puts the puts that game away for us 3-2 so our defense focused the rest of the way and didn't give uh didn't give East Grant any more chances so uh you know we put we stayed solid and came home with a W second win of the season for your boys and now uh you turn your attention to st cloud apollo we talked about it last week how you're you're an alum of uh of apollo and yep. uh what are you expecting from the eagles today fast quick play i mean those those guys um whenever we've seen them they uh they're long quick you know guys that can get up and move the ball and so it's uh it's gonna be a a tough game for us you know especially with uh you know missing you know cole today you know in our defense is he's a guy that really comes up big so we're gonna have to make some changes again um possibly pull caden reed back into defense um you know make some adjustments in the midfield we got some good news yesterday is that noah meyer is uh past his last steps of concussion protocol he had a good practice yesterday with uh feeling good and um, he's going to be cleared for you know minimal play today. He'll see about uh, about 30 minutes of the match, so a little less than half. But you know he can provide some spark here and there for us. So we're going to plug him in different points of the game, and hopefully he can uh, solidify that midfield when we need some things to happen. So that'll be a good boost for us. Um, but we're going to have to step up big. Apollo's had some good games, uh, but they lost to Alexandria 1-0. Um, our first game was 4-0 to Alex. So it gives us a little bit of hope um, mm -hmm. that we can, you know, we can stay with them. But, you know, knowing that they held Alex to one goal is going to mean that their defense is probably pretty strong. So we're going to have to make sure that we're attacking in numbers and we do have those opportunities. And then transitioning back and make sure everybody's getting back to cover up those, you know, counterattacks. Because in the past we've seen Apollo counterattack very quickly. And we've got to make sure we're there to uh, slow them down and, you know, we're going to be relying on Lane and Ian Householder and Lane Yelanimi and um, Caden Reap to hold down the speed of the, the opposing team. And, you know, Elijah Blow will be there to make sure those passing lanes aren't open. And, um, you know, it'll be, a, it'll be a tough match today. But, you know, being on our home turf, hopefully that'll slow them down a little bit too because, you know, that our field is not quite as quick as, you know, as the turf fields, you know, down in the St. Cloud area. So, you know, we'll kind of see what happens. Last home game for a while, uh, and then we have two road games this week. We go to Crookston on Tuesday and, and Moorhead on a Thursday. We've had success against Crookston. Moorhead's usually tough, although we've had success with them 
recently against the Spuds. We have. We've kept our last couple games with Moorhead very tight and uh, got a win from them not long ago. Um, so, you know, you never know. And being up there on the turf, the last time we won was up there on the turf, so we don't mind going up to their field and taking them on because um, that new field has given us more success than their old fields have. So um, we're going to get up there and we're going to have to be up for that game. And we're going to have to focus on having a good, solid match today and then making sure we're not letting down and keeping that mental edge up, you know, against Crookston because we know we've had a win against them, but you've got to keep building on that. You can't let up because Crookston is going to be a physical game again. Mm-hmm. Um, they like to try and push us around, um, and you never know what happens when you go up Crookston because that's the game that, you know, when we're – when we're 13 and 0, you know where we've been in the past. You know we've had a few games where seasons where we've gone almost undefeated, and then Crookston finds a way to beat us for some reason. You know, so Crookston is just kind of that that strange monkey on our back <laughs> that we got to watch out for them. So we got to watch out this week and not rest on our our laurels when we go up to Crookston and make sure we're we're there and we're ready to compete. You know, and then uh, and then Thursday will be another tough test. We've got a strong schedule this year, and so. Not feeling horrible about being two and five because I know there's a couple games we could have been in a little stronger. But you know when you're facing St. Cloud Tech, Alexandria, St. Cloud Apollo, Moorhead, Bemidji, these are all big schools. Yeah. You know, and um, they're all tough competition places that these guys play year round. And uh, so our boys are you know in there and competing, giving it their all. So we're gonna hopefully do that again today. Yeah, especially when you're shorthanded, too. You don't have all the pieces of the puzzle, so that's a huge part of it as well. That would help as well. All righty, Coach, appreciate the time this morning. Go get them today against St. Cloud Apollo. Thanks a lot, Charlie. All right, Head Coach Justin Wegleitner of the Laker Boys Soccer Team joining us here on Coffee of the Coaches. We'll talk some cross-country next with Ryan Zunick. Take two of your favorite foods, a cheeseburger and a burrito. Put them together, and you get the amazingly delicious Burrito of the Month at Papacito's Burritos. Cheeseburger burrito. Hamburger, lime rice, cheddar cheese, lettuce, pickles, pico de gallo, ketchup, mustard, and mayo. That's right, friend. You get the entire month of September to indulge in this deliciousness. Papacito's Burritos. Fast friendly and fresh with locations in Detroit Lakes, Perham, and Fergus Falls. Papacitos Burritos, always on the quest for freshness. And here we are again for another round of That's a Banker? The game show that gives some bankers a good name. Okay, now pick which of the three quotes doesn't sound like any banker you've ever heard. Banker number one. No. Okay, wow, that was quick. Now let's hear banker number two. Nope. Not a zip. My money says that's a real banker. But we still have one more to hear from. Banker quote number three. Well, of course we can help you. You've got all your numbers in line, and while your collateral could be a little stronger, I'm sure we can work something out. We'll have an official decision for you by this afternoon. How does that sound? Wow, that sounds pretty darn good. So, which one doesn't sound like a banker? Yes, number three doesn't sound like an ordinary bank because it's Midwest Bank, not just any bank. Now, which banker do you want to talk to? MidwestBank.net. Banking your way. Member FDIC. Could you use an extra five grand? BTD Manufacturing is now offering up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus. Hiring all positions and training for all skill levels. BTD Manufacturing is an industry leader in the custom metal fabrication arena, right in the heart of Lakes Country. Now offering higher starting wages, up to $23.49 per hour, plus up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus. To apply and see all the details, visit btdmfg.com. 
BTD Manufacturing, a proud supporter of Laker Athletics. Haug Incorporated, a qualified, reliable service for all your landscaping and excavation needs since 1969. Residential, commercial, and public works. From roll-off containers to earthwork, excavation, and demolition, Haug's is the most comprehensive civil contractor available to get your project done the right way the first time. Call today for more information on what Haug Incorporated can do for you. 218-847-7391. Haug's, making the grade since 1969. Okus and Off-Trail Sales in Joy Lakes has been selling Polaris equipment for over 20 years. Okuson's encourages you to ride before you buy. Their store is located on an operating farm and offers many acres for test rides. They offer a full-service shop, a huge inventory of parts in stock, and parking for trail access. See Okus and Off-Trail Sales for your ATV, side-by-side, snowmobile parts, and accessory needs. Okus and Off-Trail Sales, located off County Road 113. Give them a call, 847-9304, online at okusons.com. All right, welcome back. Coffee with the Coaches continues live from Burger King. Talking now some some cross-country with uh, head coach of the uh, girls' cross-country team, Ryan Zunick. Good morning, Coach. Good morning, Charlie. Well, we had an a, a invite on Thursday, the Lucky Lindy. Yeah. 2021 and, Lucky Lindy. And we made it, man. It was uh, the last time we were there two years ago. It didn't happen. It was the race. I don't know if you remember that story, the the race that didn't occur because uh, oh. we traveled down there. And but then they still had it, though, right? Yeah. We, then we went it, back on the bus. Yeah, and that's it, yeah we went back. They called it. We had people. Some went home. Some didn't. Uh, so they had one race. They ran varsity boys and girls race, or two races, but they didn't do the whole thing. So so we made our uh, debut back after being stormed out. And uh, we're lucky we got out of there again because we got uh, halfway through the, the, the girls' uh, varsity race at the end. And there's going to be junior high races at the very, very end. And uh, uh, as soon as they took off, lightning and thunder. You know, the Minnesota State High School League, that's pretty – I don't know if people just kind of, like, close their eyes because I'm like, oh, this isn't good. Because usually they'd blow horns and everybody, you know, evacuates the course. And we were maybe 800 meters into the race, and and the girls said, well, at the start line, I could see lightning. And I'm like, oh. Anyways, um, we got it done, but as soon as we uh, crossed the finish line, there was uh, they were kicking us out. Tornadoes been sighted. Uh, so they were evacuating the buses, canceled the back half of the race, so, you know, the junior high stuff. So it was it was quite an adventure. I had my daughter with me. Uh, for that one, and uh, so I had some kids in charge of her while I was out in the course, and she's sitting on the bus talking tornadoes and freaked out. So anyways, it was just a really uh, kind of a weird uh, end to that meet, and then actually coming back after not even kind of the same result as the years before. It's kind of a weird deal. So Like uh, the cross-country gods yeah, just don't yeah, want it yeah, to little, happen. Little Falls, it's just that, that day just doesn't work, apparently. Um, so it was a little deja vu for We had a good laugh over the kids because, you know, I think the, you know two years ago when we did that, we were I was buying balloons and... At the, at the, we always eat the grocery store, so I was buying balloons. They were saying congratulations, and I was just, you know, for, they're like, for what? I'm like, I don't know. You didn't die from lightning strikes. <laughs> it's good. So, anyways, uh, it was a good day. Team-wise, we still didn't, uh, we didn't, we still have our full lineup going. Uh, um, our second runner, Isla Pender, um, still is kind of spent a little sick, so she's trying to get recovered from that and wasn't able to get on the course. And that's a big deal. She's kind of our hitch pin in the middle. We're going to have Julia Steffel up front. Uh, and then you're going to have Isla probably as our number two, and Isla brings along everybody else. And so Caitlin Jorgensen, who's uh, a junior for us, um, who's working her way back, she's you know she took a year off from this and kind of had some health issues, and so she's been back and uh, with us in track, and so she's working her way. But to get back in this kind of flow of, the, of this sport again, and Isla's really important because she's going to bring Carly uh, along, Carly Scari, and, 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 and uh, Caitlin Jorgensen and Lily Bethke and Kira Wolf. So there's just... Sadie Johnson, there's just we we need her in there, and then uh, Georgie had wasn't feeling good either, so she didn't finish the race, and so team wise we didn't score up very well, um, but.
But again, we just haven't ran our full lineup, and that's all right. We'll, we'll eventually get there. I think, uh, you know, kind of our lead runner all year has been Julia Steffel, and she went out and really mixed it up nicely. She got out in her first K, and uh, so five kilometers, right, 3.1 miles. Um, and uh, we, I, we, train, we train by kilometers, so 1K, 2K. And so she got her out her fastest uh, 1K of the season. Uh, she was right in the we're talking this is some this is some of the best runners in the state right uh girl from albany that won it uh probably state championship caliber two girls from alexander that are home meet that ran away were up there with the girls from pequot i mean there's there's just some really this this is a really competitive meet and uh julia got out uh, kind of in the pack of the ranges the gigantic group of them probably from like 16th place to 30 and she was just kind of tailed right in the back got out perfect um, but they were hot. They were cruising through that first K, and um, she didn't she didn't run her best time this season. But uh, so she, of course, was disappointed in herself. But I loved it, man. She got out there, and, and uh, you got to put yourself, you got to give yourself a chance to be right. successful, right? Hang out there a little bit, and uh, she hung it out there. She went and said, "Okay, what am I made of today?" And it didn't stick for her over the last mile, a um, little less probably. She would say more than that, but uh, last mile, kind of, she felt like it wasn't as good, and, and she dropped off a touch. But had a great race again because you can't. I mean, you can't try to do something great if you don't get after it, right? And so she did, and that was great. Um, Lily Bethke and Kira Wolf, uh, two juniors for us, great leaders. They had great races, too. Um, they kind of, they were, I think, our fifth and sixth or fourth and fifth runners. Uh, ran really hard. They, I mean, they came, they were the ones that the, the race is finishing, and uh, they crossed the line. They actually crossed the line together, and they're, like, just tired. They're gassed. they <laughs> got these crazy looks, and they're hunched over and i'm going hey great job now you gotta get to the bus <laughs> like get out of <laughs> here the you bus. gotta go get your bag i want you to continue running from this finish line where you're gassed right now i want you to run to that camp and then i want you to run to the bus <laughs> and they're just like oh you're kidding me <laughs> um so i don't think we were running we were doing a little bit of walking but they man they got after it they ran hard they were proud we had a lot of great stuff you know season records we'd had uh, lily drop she went down uh, uh dropped a minute one second for her season uh pr um maria foltz she dropped 23 seconds uh, Morgan Quebec went down 35 seconds for the season. Um, talked about Kira Wolf. She was a minute six. Uh, Mia Hansen, uh, a, a, a sophomore for us, uh, she dropped a minute and eight seconds. I mean, or two, two, excuse me, two minutes and 14 seconds. Uh, Natalie Malm, she's a junior. She she ran for us in junior high, and then she came back now, excuse me, as a sophomore. She came back now as a sophomore, and she hasn't been able to get in the course yet. So she ran her first um, uh, 5K. And she had a, kind of a goal. She was really worried about it, but got out. That's what I love about the sport. It's just, it's grinding. I talked about Mia and uh, Natalie at practice history, and Natalie's out there, and, and they're friends, and Mia was ahead of her in the race, and Natalie's just g- trying to grind and get this baby done, right? And uh, Mia comes by me. She was in front of Natalie, and she comes by me, and she goes, how's Natalie doing? Like, like is she doing okay? And then she, she's fine. You keep going. And so Mia gets her done. But then I get the finish line, and Mia's at the finish line, making sure she's there for her. and so it's cool to see kids like accomplish something for the first time and, and actually tell, find the, find out that they can do it right and get it done so it was cool um uh addison flynn she had a great day too she dropped a minute and 27 seconds she's a freshman for us uh jessa hunt went 115 dropped 115 uh lila colstrom had her first 5k pr uh, by one minute and 54 seconds and probably our one of our biggest ones that had a great day was um, kind of two young ones but carly scari had a great day um she's a freshman for us and i told her what she does really well is she um, she was our number two runner and she's kind of been up up there for us and she'll really be helpful with Pender when she gets back in the lineup. Um, man, she's really competitive and again in that sport, kind of like I talked about Julia. If you if you get out there and compete, I mean that's you got you to do that. I mean you right. got to and sometimes you're going to fail, right? And it's okay and you get back up and do it again. But uh, Carly is a freshman and she's really new to this sport. She only joined us last year. Um, she's really doing a nice job and uh, because she'll just grind and get her done. Um, 
Maren Johnson, she's a, an eighth grader for us. Uh, she was going to run the junior high race, and then a couple of the junior high kids couldn't run it, and so then I just said, hey, let's run JV when we get off the bus. And she's like, all right. And she ended up being our first JV runner yesterday, um, and she's only ran a 5K twice, and she PR'd by like 2 minutes and 38 seconds. And So, again, I mean, they, these kids do cool stuff, and they don't um, – once they get out there and get after it, I talked to Johnson and Marin, and I'm like, how did it go? And I, after her first 5K, I, I, she has had some stomach issues, and we were talking about uh, she's backwards bunging, and, of course, she wasn't feeling very good. She's getting sick, right? And, um, but she got through this 5K without doing that. And, I mean, it just, she just gave huge effort. And so for these kids to go out and do that's awesome. So many mental barriers that you're breaking through in your mind oh, man, rather yeah. than oh, yeah. the physicality yeah, of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's like Natalie when she was running and I was checking on her. And I, my strategy for her to get through the, through the 5K was just break it up by Ks. One, okay, you're over 3K. And we got to 4K and she's just saying, I don't feel very good. I said, you, hey, you've come this far. Like, yeah, if you did, <laughs> you've come this far. Where the finish is right there. You're like, if you stop now. You're, you're going to go, why did I do that? I can make this. And, you know, it's, it's like, it is great to watch them overcome those barriers and get done them and be really proud of themselves. You ever read any uh, David Goggins? No. Um, he's a ultra-marathon runner. He was a Navy SEAL, uh, Army Ranger. Real Kind West. of that Real motivational <laughs> yeah, yeah. speaker type. But he went out there. He's a big guy and just ran, you know, with, like, those ultra-marathons, like 240 miles over yep. a weekend, that yep. sort of thing. Yep. And there's just some good nuggets in, in his book. Uh, it's called Can't Hurt Me. Oh, cool. Um, you might want to get the clean version, uh, <laughs> but it, it's it's really geared for, you know, your life, but also for running, right? Yeah, right. I mean, those, there's those marathon running runners. And so it's something that just, I don't know, it's it's, it's so impressive for people that, that can go out there and keep pushing and for like julia to stay with that mm-hmm. top group just yeah. to like yeah. get in to there. push it like yeah. what you're saying yeah. like just to try to stay with them because you don't know until you yeah till you, till you get up there and that's so. what i always tell them they'll always say well how do i i'll talk about a lot, a lot of that in track too and i'll say you know you don't you're gonna do this this is gonna happen for you but i said in order for you to run your best time you have to break through that wall and then you have to be able to prove to yourself that you can keep going your, your, your body will keep going. You will keep going. It's that mental barrier you have to break down. And once you do that, PRs and, and quality time, like your best times, really drop. Um, and it's really such a mental decision. And I, and I always try to explain that. How, to, how do you find that? Where do you go with that? It's hard because I go, you know, I reference kind of myself when I used to run and be competitive and do things like that. For me, it was more like, okay, I had to make a decision. It was like a 50-50, like, okay, I could go right now with these guys because they're going or I could so it's one of two things right mm-hmm. and, f- and a lot of kids it's easy just to flip the switch down and say okay that can't, I can't do it um, but it's whether it's competitiveness whether it's just like people are watching so you want to you want to give your best effort I mean I think for me it was mostly competitive right. you know you watch the feet in front of you take I'm like alright here we go and yeah. you just did it, and you pushed through, and you went. And, and a lot of these girls, from out on their runs to how they're training, we're starting to get there as a program. Is it easy? Heck no. I mean, that's why you try to make the sport somewhat fun because, I mean, in order to do it, you got to run, right? We can't um, – you, and you got to have quality miles, and you have to have quality workouts. There's, there's not a lot of programs that would say that, hey, we've got a great cross-country team, but, uh, you know, we bowl every other Thursday. or You know, I mean, they're, right. they're out there running, and, and – and so trying to find ways, and the girls do a great job of this, and, and some of the stuff I do I think is corny, or they probably think is corny, but they do a really, really good job of trying to uh, keep everybody up. And, uh, and, and I like how our training style is going. We're getting after it a lot more. So That's got to be the toughest thing, to lace them up in the morning, yeah. you know, 4 a.m. or whenever yeah. it is, yeah. to just 
get out of bed and roll out and well, then you start, start training. Think, you right? start to think, too, whatever level you're at. You know, we were having the conversation the other day with Coach Freeman. We were visiting on the bus, and we are talking about two-a-days, right? I remember you'd roll out of bed and, and go, out to, go, hit, go four or five miles in the morning, go to school all day long, and then come back, and then, then, then practice again, right? So mm-hmm. you're getting... And you start to think mileage, and you start to think, okay, some kids, high school, you know, we don't, we probably go like max, we'd ever go is forty miles a week. But you do the math on that and divide that by seven, okay, it's a little under six miles a day, that's, you know. Um, but taking Sundays off, I guess you'd always consider that. But you think about some of these other kids, you know, the college level kids going one hundred and ten, one hundred and twenty miles a week. Mm. Now you start to do the math on that, that's crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's like driving to, you know, I'm run, I'm gonna run to. Dang near uh, Frazian back every day, you right. know, <laughs> to get that kind of mileage. This yeah. is nuts. So, anyways, you can get by without uh, you know that huge mileage. It's more collegiate level, professional running. But uh, these kids, you know, they, that's hard for them. We work on that mileage build because it it is tiring. You do your legs are sluggish. You get up and like, oh, but they, they do it. They're good. That's the thing. Like with cross country, it's not about the speed per no, se. Like per it's se. it's distance, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's you it's that. But you gotta you got have speed, speed yeah. but you also have to have like that mental yeah. fortitude part yeah. of it too. You have to know how to, you know. I even think about my kid back here. You know, I think you watch a kindergarten kid run for the first time, right? And the teacher says go, and they just sprint, right? Yeah. It's all about that pacing thing. Right. It's just like kids have never done it before. They have to figure out where their level is. But the thing that's weird about cross country is you've got a level, but it's kind of like on the throttle. <laughs> like when you watch him, when you watch a, a quality cross country meet, uh, Little Falls, right? When you're watching Julia's crew and those guys come flying by, and you watch him on the horizon the guys races whatever they're moving like yeah. it's not like oh hey there's mr z out for a sunday <laughs> job right it's you know they're cruising along you're going how do they maintain that right. but it's it's that's what's fun about it. It's, it's it's amazing what they these kids can do what do you got next week uh next week we're going to Mil- uh, malacca so we're going to the world's largest cross-country meet um that was canceled of course last year so we're talking five six thousand runners again um if you're uh yeah, five. We're talking about this now it actually makes me nervous. Five. We're going to hang out with five, six thousand people. But anyways, um, it's back. There's uh, definitely precautions, and uh, uh, we'll, they run this. They do this kind of like our class system is now. So we'll be classed out with the schools that are our size again, and we'll have JV varsity races. Um, the JV race is probably the biggest race in, I don't know, the United States. It's huge, like cattle going by for cur- for girls that have never ran it before do we have some of those that have never been um, experienced or yeah, we'll already experienced we'll have a few in here we'll have because uh yeah because john's yeah we'll have a few okay. they'll love it and they have they have vendors there so you can you know shoe companies show up sure. uh, live music uh, music playing uh, kids love it they get spikes it's, just, it's an event it's cool it's the real deal it's a real deal all right looking forward to it uh, next week uh and and that what that's on a saturday that's saturday so, so we won't, won't see be, you next it won't week be okay. around next saturday we'll right. be on the bus all right well best of luck to your team have all a good right. week of practice and thanks man talk again maybe a couple weeks all right sounds so. good see you charlie all right ryan zunick uh, head coach of the laker girls cross country team uh, joining us here on coffee with the coaches that's a wrap for our coaches show here on this uh saturday morning we'll be back again next week right here live from burger king Coming up here on KDLM, we'll have uh, Gopher football. Uh, Gophers taking on Colorado today, and I looked for it on my TV. I couldn't find it on, on TV, so if you have, like, direct TV or anything besides the Amazon Fire Stick, uh, you won't be able to find it on TV. So uh, Gopher football right here on the radio, though. Uh, tune in for that uh, here in just a couple minutes as the uh, pregame show will uh, get underway. I want to thank all the coaches for joining us here this morning on KDLM Detroit Lakes. And uh, I'm Charlie Newland signing off here from Burger King. Again, uh, go for football coming your way next right here on KDLM.